0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Guillermo Contreras. He joins the show today to talk about the ongoing bribery case at Joint Base San Antonio Randolph. Welcome to the show, Guillermo. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: This is a pretty complex case. Uh Maybe let's start off with the players who's involved. So let's talk about Keith Seguin, and then we'll talk about the companies, and then we'll talk about what exactly happened.
1: Sure. Um, well, uh, we've got uh, yeah, Keith Seguin. He's a he's a civilian employee who just worked. Uh, he'd worked for the government for about uh, almost thirty years. Um, you know, and, and for about ten of these years, this kind of the final ten. He, you know, the, the government discovered that he was. Fixing contracts. So then we got, uh, so we got Keith Seguin. I got, um, uh, looks like a friend that he knew for a while. A guy, a guy by the name of David, uh, Bolduck. Um, he's out in Virginia. So he's a, he's in contracting. Um, and then we got another buddy that Seguin, um, apparently met through his wife. The wife is, uh, I think from South America from, I think, believe Brazil. So somehow the, he, comp- he made contact with this guy, um, Oh, uh his name is Rubens Wilson Fusa Lima um and he's kind of a kind of a guy that just kind of like a freelancer do business kind of kind of guy exporting and so he he lived in the atlanta area right? that's where he lives now but um so those are just kind of right now the, the main players um and then the um uh, defendants there. And, uh, and then we have a couple of companies, including, uh, one that's pretty big in the, in the contracting world. Uh, Booz Allen Hamilton? Yes, Booz Allen Hamilton. And then, um, and the other company is, a uh, it's called ARINC or ARINC. Um, it was, uh, uh, basically it's, it was formed in 1929. It was called, uh, Aeronautical Radio Incorporated. And they, they did a, you know, a variety of government contracts as well. Um, but in, uh, 2012, Booz Allen Hamilton um, bought a big division from him. Um, you know they acquired it, and this division was one of the ones uh, that Aaron was getting some of these contracts uh, that Segin uh, was uh, w- was rigging. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, so those are two the, the two big involved. And then there's the uh, the company that that was actually uh, uh, benefiting a lot from this was a, a, guy, a company called Quantadine kind of sw- software development type, um, you know, that was really trying to get into the contracting, uh, trying to get a foothold, really.
0: That was the company that David Bolduc, uh Jr. owned, right? Quantadine. Yeah he, yeah, he was a co-owner. He was a
1: minority co-owner, but, um, you know, he was, he was, since they were buddies, uh, he and Sagin so were buddies, they were um, working together to to um, rig these contracts.
0: And so how did they... Um how did they first come under scrutiny and in, uh, the investigation come up?
1: Well, um, you know, so, so for, for a decade, you know, starting in 2006, um, you know, Seguin gets a bunch of, basically, cause he's a, a guy that kind of handles contracts for the air force so Randolph. Um, so he gets a lot of like inside information, you know, he get information about when the government's going to release a bid for proposals and that kind of thing, all that stuff is confidential, right? So uh, the contractors are not supposed to get that because they're supposed to when they when the government does release a bid for proposals, companies then put in their proposals, right? To, you know, based on what they the companies decide. Okay, this is what it's going to cost, and and then and then and then they you know just like any in, in the contracting world, you pick the best bid that might be the, the best bang for your buck. Sometimes it's the cheapest, sometimes it's not. And so uh, apparently um, they were getting and in, in fixing some of these contracts, they were getting uh, Contadine was getting a, trying to do a play where it, it could do these contracts by itself rather than put uh, Booz Allen Hamilton and the other company in the, in the middle as a middleman. And uh, to do that, you had to You have to make the companies have to make sure that they're viable um, financially. So, had to go through, you know, acquire a line of credit. And in doing that, there's, um, they have to go through scrutiny of your finances and, and, um, you know, know, accounting and of the books and things like that. So, somehow along the line, uh, an auditor or an audit turned up that one of a, a shell company that Seguin set up to funnel some of the bribes was on there. So they started, you know, doctoring more of the books and, and con, you know, the invoices and, you know, as things p- progressed, they, uh, Pseguin proposed putting together a huge contract and, um, and somehow the, the, the agents caught wind that he was releasing confidential information beforehand because he's trying to steer it towards companies that are going to hire Quantadine in the end. So he could benefit, you know, so he, everybody can benefit according to the to the, the graft. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, uh, the agents found out about it. They went to the, uh, the contracting line and basically said, you know, we've got an issue. So the government removed the uh, Saguin's contracting, author- most of his uh, contracting authority and sidelined him. And then lo and behold, all their investigation turned up that had been doing it for years.
0: I think you you mentioned in the article in 2015 they proposed a 1.2 billion dollar uh, contract uh, with a 1.4 to 1.8 billion dollar ceiling for that contract. So that was r- yeah.
1: So 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 it started as 1.2 billion, um, and uh, you know so this is again you know saying uh, you know it's and, and these contracts were for simulation. You know the training uh, uh, for uh, you know how to do war fighting. Uh, how to do uh re- refueling up in the, you know, up in the air, uh, how to do, uh, uh kind of attacks, uh, they call it cl- close, uh, I think close support attacks, which is basically, you know, where pilots get close to do a uh, targeted attacks in areas where, you know, friendly forces might be, you know, so they want to kind of target it to where the enemy might be without, you know, damaging or hurting uh, the friendlies. So, so so it's all this stuff: equipment, training. So th- that's what these contracts are for. And so for uh, this 1.2 billion dollar contract uh, was for that kind of that type of stuff. And uh, so yeah, so Seguin said, uh, you know, we can, I can we can manipulate this contract to make it that much higher. You know, 1.4, 1.8 billion. So um, and uh, you know, a lot of these contracts sometimes don't don't even end up at the lowest lowest part. I mean, they they, they end up with high ceilings. Um, cause they uh, over you know, they're a period It can be five years. It can be six years, whatever they draw it up. Um, so, uh, it's basically sometimes it's order as needed. Oh, we need more, you know? So within that contract, there's all these orders, so it could grow. And sometimes they grow way beyond that. The, the, what it was initially for, I mean, and that's not, that's not uncommon. I mean, the government isn't known for, for, uh, you know, uh, i mean we, we've all heard the stories of, of waste, just waste in general but uh some, some of this has to do with you know the contractors padding things so yeah. anyway
0: so he's um he's already been um did he go to trial or did he just
1: plead guilty or what, what's going on in the in the courts with this well in courts you know they this case has been investigated for for years i mean i um, you know, I was with the newspaper for some, for for a while before, before I kind of took a break, and then I'm now returning. So I had heard about this case years ago. You know that it was, and then I think I heard about it when it was just starting. Um, I think when they just fi- fi- figured out that there was fraud, and so um, you know, and it came back, and it had just it had just been uh, indicted. So they indicted a Seguin, that Bulldog guy, the um, the company, Bulldog's company. And, uh, the, the friend, uh, uh, from Atlanta. And so, uh, the, uh, last October, the company, cause when the government can charge companies criminally. And so basically, uh, in October, the majority owner of that company, Quantodyne went into court and pleaded the com- pleaded guilty on behalf of the company. Or so the company was sentenced to five years of probation and, you know, uh, tens of millions of dollars in fines and, and penalties and, uh, restitution. So right after that uh, then uh Seguin himself came in and struck a plea deal and uh basically he he didn't go decided not to go to trial and he and it looked like he uh you know in seeking leniency and uh for uh, certain charges other charges to be dropped uh he went in and pleaded guilty to um he uh, pleaded guilty to a conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and then these other charges uh, like tax fraud and um, making false statements. And that's kind of in relation to separately, the government found that some of the equipment that they were that was being purchased or ordered for uh, for some um, uh, some of these Air Force installations didn't either get supplied or they were somehow the orders were canceled because of all the finagling they were doing, you know, in the, in the background. And so he was left with those, this equipment and he was selling it on eBay and to China. So, um, so then, so they got him for that essentially stealing and reselling the government property and, uh, be, and for, because he didn't report any of the money he was gaining illegally. Cause even though you're, you're, if you're making um, money illegally, uh, through bribery or or however the government can still charge you for not reporting it. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, well, what I'm curious next is like,
0: how did you go about, uh, reporting on this? Are you just pouring over court documents and putting this all together? How, how, how do you go about putting this
1: kind of piece together? Yeah. Well, uh, in this case, you know, the, uh, one of the things, you know, it's it's the contracting world is complex unless you've, uh, You've uh, reported on this kind of stuff, um, and especially in the government, because the government uh, has, uh, you know, different kind of rules. Each agency has sometimes either even their own regulations. And so sometimes, like if you're contracting for the Air Force, you can still go through another agency like the General Services Administration, which contracts in general for a variety of federal agencies. So that's what they were doing is going to another agency that didn't charge the Air Force, in turn, fees to do it. You know, it's kind of weird. How you think the government's charging itself fees to do mm-hmm. government contract, you know, taxpayer stuff, but that's why they went that way. So, uh, in reporting, I, I, I um, you know, I'd done a big case, a big uh, contracting case uh, about twelve years ago. I uh, had to do with bottled water and, and in Kuwait. Uh, you know, back during the Iraq War, and so I started understanding a, a lot of how procurement and and the rules and the ethics and what things you do and you and you're not supposed to do and what i found a lot is that that a lot of these like, people who have been in government they start when they, as they get closer and they get tired of working for government or whatever they decide they're going to go work in the private sector for the same contractors so they'll pick a contractor that they're friendly with and they'll go work for them and somehow in some cases take some of that institutional knowledge they have which is fine right but there's some ethics or ethical rules that you're not, you're supposed to follow you're not supposed to take insider information you know things like that because that can get you in trouble. Um, and if so, you know, I have I kind of researched the guy after I heard his name, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And I kind of left it there because, you, you know, you, the government keeps everything sealed. So you can't, there's no documents to, to look at uh, publicly other than, you know, where where does the guy live? What's, you know, what's his money? Who he's banking with? Those kind of things, you know, Are you buying cars. Is he leasing? So I did a lot of that years ago. You know, and i de- I, st- I still have some of my notes, and then um as as it comes along, you know sort of one of the things is just a long time of developing of sources to explain to me, okay, so what what di- what direction is it in, what stage is it in? Um, those kind of things. and so uh, so you just kind of move along as, as necessary unless you f- learn of something. And in federal court, it's kind of a, a weird way. I mean sometimes they'll keep something sealed. You know, which means you nobody, nobody outside the, maybe the lawyers and the judge can uh, see it, and but they'll do what is what's called limited unsealing for some for some reason, and if you're lucky enough to get in, you know, and find it before they reseal it, you know, you get some little uh, like windows into nuggets uh, of information. Yeah, what might be going on? Yeah, little little bit of nuggets, and and now you go okay. Now I know which companies to focus on. Uh, you know, I've got a contract number because that's the other thing is that you don't get they don't tell you it's Booze Allen Hamilton it's Boo you know it's Aaron it's quantodyne you get contract information you get um, contractor A contractor B you might you know so you pay pay attention to key key elements like dates and things like that and so that that'll give you keys um, you know and there's a variety of websites you can go and check contract numbers and things like that va- values all that stuff. So when they did, uh, when he filed his plea, when they filed um, Seguin's plea deal, they filed also, and so they file, you know, certain information. And then there's usually the plea deals come with something called a factual basis, which is kind of, if you've read a police report, it's very similar to that, you know, but the, the difference in a factual basis is that they're actually taking that document, either reading it to the, rec- into the record or um, filing it. And it's signed by you. You're admitting to those that all of that stuff could be proven at trial, and so it's 35 pages of essentially of the reporting, you know, certain reporting by the by the agents, and he admitted to all this. So, uh, you know, so there's still pieces in there that you're like, you know, who is this guy? Who's that person? You know, you still don't know that because, but you get ideas. For instance, you know, there's they mentioned contractors B employee from Ohio, so mm-hmm. an identified contractor B is. Booz Allen Hamilton. Contractor A is the other company, Erink, that they acquired. You know, the, that division that Booz Allen Hamilton acquired. And Quantadines, you know, identified left and right because it's already it's already pleaded guilty. So, so you're just
0: like putting together these puzzle pieces as you're looking through these, like uh, whatever court records or like uh, files you can get a hold
1: of. So, so, you, so you, sometimes you have to understand um, multi, I guess, uh, different things because you don't know. Sometimes I'll file things that say that just lifts the charge. So you don't know, okay, what, uh, you, you don't even know. They don't even like, they'll list the code, uh, you know, in, of the criminal code, but they won't actually list the charge. So you have to know or be familiar with it. Okay. Is this an immigration violation? Is this a money laundering violation? You know? And, and that gives you keys. Um, so did this so, uh, case huh?
0: teach you some more stuff too? Like as a journalist, moving forward, you, you, you feel more, you feel more comfortable covering these cases with each one that you cover?
1: Yes. I, I think, you know, with, with, the, with the experience, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, I think the future here though, is uh, you got to learn a lot more about how to crack social media stuff in social media now, you know, but um, this, this just gave me an idea of, you know, what you, what you can request, what you know you're supposed to get when you do uh, freedom of information act request. Cause one of the things that I did do is, uh, you know, I did FOIA some. Contract information: A lot of what you get is might be sealed cr- during the criminal investigation, but you'd be you'd be surprised if you like you FOIA something from uh, like a debarment records because debarment records are civil, and sometimes a lot of the information that's that might be sealed in the criminal case is is in the in the, in the debarment records. So, did um Did you interview anyone for this specific article? Oh yeah, I mean I I've, I interviewed about I want to say maybe eight or nine different sources. You know, and a lot of them, you know, retired agents, you know, people, people in the know of how the process works, people who've worked these kind of cases, others are with direct knowledge of what, what happened. And of course, you know, they're, you know, because it's so sensitive and, and um, you know, there's still an investigation ongoing. Some Some of them will clam up, others will speak a little more freely. Um, but because it lasted so long, um, you've, you've got people who don't, whose memories in his hate is as well anymore, you know, if they started it, if they were one of the agents involved, you know, five years ago, and then they retired four years ago, you know, while still involved and they'll remember that part. So I did interview a bunch of people like that. I tried to interview the company, their lawyers. Um, you know, I even called up the courts up in DC to try and, and get some search warrants up there, but, um, the government, uh like the release of the documents because uh um, that's the other thing is you got to know you got to know a little bit of the law uh, and the rights so if things are sealed you know challenge them um, go in I mean uh, the public can do this I mean we know the, and say hey make some kind of request and say we want this unsealed because otherwise those things stay, stay sealed in perpetuity. you know and we don't want the, you know us in the in the media don't don't want them. I mean we, Want to bring those things out, out, bring them to light. Yeah.
0: Well, Guillermo, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, I really appreciate your insights and you um, walking me through this case. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, it's a big, uh, it's a, it's a big case. I mean, we're talking, you know, when the, the biggest contract that actually was awarded was four hundred thirteen million to Booz Allen. Wow. And uh, the way the way it worked was just, you know, uh, you're basically trying to get it from the contract, the guy who's in the, working in the government. To the company that's really friendly to you, that's going to give you, you know, somebody in that company is going to give you the kickbacks. But to get it to the work over to them, you have to go through these because they're so big. The contracts, they'll need these big companies that have the infrastructure, the resources, you know, and they look good in there. They basically just put them in the middle as uh, to do pass through. Basically is they, they, get, they, uh, they take a chunk of a percentage of the fee for, for taking on the contract. Um, and then the contractor inside the government says, well, if, if you're going to get this, you know, it's fine. So he's, he works with somebody and they'll try and, um, and make sure that, uh, they hire the, the, the contractor in the end, you know, the, the one they wanted to go to. So they get some of the work and you get the money back, the kickbacks. And so, um, in this case, you know, Booz, it was Booz Allen and now Booz Allen finds it in, itself kind of in the middle of this. Uh, they're under federal investigation. Wow. Yeah, I did see that that they pleaded
0: not guilty or that they they deny any wrongdoing. Well, they, they deny any charges. They haven't
1: been charged, but but the you know the the documents uh, the, the the factual basis from uh, this guy Seguin basically implicates some, a lot of their employees, and it doesn't you know uh, on its face it doesn't look good, but you know in the end it may, it may be that there may be nothing to it, or you know it's kind of standard, or or it was you know more. Um, Seguin trying to help himself. I mean, it, it, it just varies.
0: <laughs> this is pretty slow moving. So we might hear something later on down the road.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, these, you know, like I said, this one took, I mean, just to get to this point, took about six years, five, six years, you know? So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, from here now out, we're getting pleas. And usually when you have pleas, sometimes uh, somebody cooperates and and tells the government more.
0: Well, I look forward to reading more of your uh, reporting on this. Thanks again, uh, Guillermo.
1: Thank you for having me.